Welcome to Google Ads Unleashed, the podcast that helps you harness the power of Google Ads to increase sales for your online business. In an ever-changing Google Ads landscape, we uncover the latest strategies, techniques, and best practices for creating effective ad campaigns that deliver real results. And now your host, Jeremy Young. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Google Ads Unleashed. So today we have a very interesting episode, and uh, today's episode is called Four Experiment Ideas You Should Always Test. So the, our job as Google Ads experts, um, when we manage our own accounts or when we uh, manage a client's account, is to always find that little new edge, little new efficiency, because you're never gonna um, overnight or over a two months period, double the revenue or triple the revenue or something like that. That happens extremely rarely, right? That, that can only happen if you um, literally are building the account from scratch, or if you have a client who adds constantly new products or is expanding super quickly into more countries, um, or has some sort of boom, yeah, like uh, has some sort of product that is booming. So what we look for when we run Google Ads is always to find a new efficiency. What do I mean with that? So I mean, for instance, a just slight increase in conversion rate, yeah, or a slight um, improvement in return on ad spend. Because what happens when you actually increase, let's say, the conversion rate of a campaign by just 1% through a new test, or you can improve the ROAS by just that little bit more, it then allows you to spend more. And as a result, you can actually grow the account bit by bit, right? So um, because that little improvement isn't just for now, it's also for the rest of the time this campaign will ever run, right? So um, so whilst you think, oh, okay, it only made a thousand pound more or so this month. Well, with that little change, you made 12,000 pound for the entire year, right? So sometimes that's for some of you guys uh, out there in the agency business, a little change or test like that actually justifies three or four months of your income, paid income as an agency, right? So little things like that and finding new efficiencies like that is super, super, super important. And um, we do this through testing, right? And thankfully, unlike on Facebook, where we really struggle to implement A-B tests very efficiently because we don't have the ability of running true A-B tests, um, we have this ability with Google Ads. Google Ads is, in many ways, very, very scientific, right? So thankfully, it's actually so scientific that it will give you even statistical significance of all the various metrics that you track in, whether the change or the variable that you've changed um, is actually the one that has led to the revenue growth or to a, a better conversion rate or a lower CPA or whatever the two metrics are which you're targeting. So, and how I'm going to go through this now is first I'm going to sort of um, explain how to set up an experiment to start with. And then the second thing that I'm going to, and what you need to sort of, um, you know, obviously look at when doing that. And the second thing is I'm going to give you four experiment ideas which you can test today with real life examples and what you can, uh, which you can apply into your account straight away. So, in order to apply an experiment, you have to go into your Google Ads account 
And on the left-hand side at the bar, if you scroll further down, sometimes you have to show um, like the advanced controls. Um, there's a tab called Experiment. And when you navigate into there, you can then click on the big blue but button with a plus sign, which is basically telling you to create a new experiment. And it'll give you various options. So for instance, you can optimize text ads, you can do video experiments, you can do performance max experiments, you, you, you can do custom experiments, right? So what I uh, always recommend is uh, to use a custom experiment at the beginning because you that, that way you can just control the variables a little bit easier. Um, what it then prompts you to do is to choose a base campaign, which will be sort of your testing group, which is the campaign that you're actually running. And then once you've done that, you can actually name the experiment and then change a variable. So what does that mean? For instance, you can, you've got then the exact copy of that campaign and you can create, for instance, entirely new ads for that one, right? Um, or you can uh, choose different keywords if you want, or you can do any change that you want. But what I would always recommend is limit it to one change. So I, when I went to university, I went to a uh, to a science course, and we learned about how to build true experiments, right? And an experiment can only be considered true if you only change one variable, right? So for instance, you have your test, your control group, which is your base campaign, and you have your experiment campaign. And if you change too many things in the experiment campaign and the performance changes, you can't actually pinpoint exactly what the sort of causing factor is of the change in outcome, right? If you have too many things, if you just change one thing, then you can reliably say that this is the source which has helped, you know, which has helped uh, to generate this change that we want. So I'm going to give you a few ideas in a bit now what you can change there and what I think are very valid tests. You can then uh, continue to create this experiment and you can even divvy up how much of the budget should be split. This is a risk question. So for instance, if you have a campaign which is really, really carrying the weight of the account, then maybe you don't want to do a 50-50 split test so that 50% of the traffic goes to the base campaign and 50% goes to the new campaign. Um, maybe you want maybe a, a more conservative, like an 80-20 split, right, to uh, lessen the impact of the uh, experiment on the account performance because experiments can go south as well, right? Like the performance can actually drop. So this is really important to um, to understand and to do um, uh, when, when you uh, when you apply your experiment. And I would always enable sync. So that means if you make a change in your base campaign, let's say you change an ad extension related to this campaign, it'll do that with the experiment as well, right? So um, basically, you just want to make sure that any change that you may make in the uh, base campaign, let's say pause in the keyword, pauses the same keyword in the experiment campaign. And then you can launch it. You can also uh, schedule it when, when it's meant to end. I always recommend doing it open-ended because um, we're, we're not limited by time on Google, realistically. Um, what we need is to run the experiment for so long until we have statistically conclusive results that um, you can sort of determine whether it's had an impact on the, on the metrics that you've chosen. 
Um, you will also have to choose metrics to sort of two core metrics to look at. I always recommend something like either conversions or CPA or conversion rate and conversion volume or conversion or, or well, your ROAS or conversion value uh, divided by costs because these are sort of the core metrics, especially in e-commerce, um, which we want to track and which determine the success and the failure, obviously, of your campaign, right? You want more ROAS, you want more conversion volume. That's sort of the, the goal that you want. And these are all the metrics that you can then, well, the, them and more, which you can then track in the same experiments tab. So if you check back a week later, a month later, a few weeks later, God knows what, you'll be able to go back into the Google Ads account and actually see how these metrics have done. Um, whether there's been a statistically significant change, that is when you actually apply an experiment, right? So if you see a statistically uh, relevant change, which you want, let's say, for instance, you wanted to, um, you made a landing page experiment and wanted to increase the conversion rate, and that's actually worked, and your CPA has dropped, well, then you can apply the experiment, right? Or you can create a newer campaign like a duplicate with with this this uh with this experiment um and that is then what you'd have to do you can literally set them up and just let them run and not think about them for a couple of weeks um it's more important that you actually do set them up and think creatively about setting them up in the first place and i'm going to give you four core ideas to test now okay the things that you will want to test um when you actually set up experiments and the first one is broad match. So usually I recommend when you use your search campaigns uh, to use only exact and phrase match of your keyword. I'm going to do another episode about that, why why that is. Uh, just because broad match, I think, in many industries just isn't there yet. And I feel broad match is more of a scaling tool. Um, so if you actually... Uh, uh, and obviously I'm not hating against broad match, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. It's just, I find, especially with probably the level that you guys and you listeners are more success when you start, uh, being very relevant and very exact first with your keyword selection before going broad and going nuts, right? So, but what I always test is a broad match versus exact and phrase, right? So this is one of the first tests that I always run. Um, the reason for that is pretty pretty obvious. Um, um, I think the journey is going to go towards broad match. Um, it has loads of benefits, like it captures the intent more ra- and the context rather than the exact keywords. Um, it captures new searches you may have never even thought of. It uh, captures, um, you know, a lot of other uh, benefits, um, which, you know, with which you can actually generate more impressions, more clicks and more volume for your brand. The only drawback is sometimes that the conversion rate can tank completely, right? So, uh, but that's something that you would test. And this is one of the four tests that I always would test straight away because broad matches ultimately how you scale. Um, all our massive, massive accounts, um, have their core search campaigns when they work for e-commerce, um, on, on broad match. A lot of the, um, a lot of, uh, lead gen campaigns, which I have, uh, um, looked after in the past and uh, currently as well. We have on broad match as well because they're just so high volume and generate so many conversions that, um, a very loose 
keyword format has actually helped generate more reach, generate more clicks, generate more conversions uh, at, at actually even cheaper costs as well. So this is one of the four experiments that I would always try. And to do that, like I said, choose your base campaign, switch all of the keywords over to broad match, choose the metrics that you want to track and launch the experiment. So that is one thing that I would always test. Then the second idea I would always test is landing pages. Very, very obvious. So you get probably a lot of branded traffic. Yeah, so this is a very easy one to start with. And although your branded traffic will always convert really, really well, you have to bear in mind if you run in other ads, like let's say, um, you know, performance max campaigns, which continue, which contain YouTube ads and people see YouTube ad and then Google for you they still need to be convinced, right? So you can like, for instance, um, experiment with landing pages with an offer. Let's say you can make a specific landing page for first time customers and send people to an offer page, for instance, right? Um, you can do this with your brand campaign relatively uh, risk-free because this type of traffic is very, very qualified and will convert very well anyway. But you, we've got a brand, for instance, a very, very huge brand, which do a lot of advertising on uh, podcasts, on uh, even print, etc. And obviously, they rely a lot on branded traffic to convert. So we're running a lot of A-B tests on our, our branded traffic to maximize really the effectiveness of buying in these new customers with a better offer, right? So this is something that I would always test. Um, and it also legitimizes the brand campaign a bit more, right? Because a lot of you may ask, I've done actually an episode about brand campaigns. So maybe you want to have a listen to that. But a lot of you may ask, hey, I'm paying for this traffic anyway. Why, um, I'm, you know, I would get this traffic anyway organically. Why should I pay for it? Well, maybe you can uh, just generate it even better sales or better customers through better landing page, right? So please test your landing pages. Or generally, for a good example, for instance, which I've had, is we've got a one product. Uh, sometimes this can be very simple as well, right? We got one brand, which is basically a one product brand, and we used to send them just the normal homepage, and we've run an experiment where we just sent people directly to the product page of that brand, and who would have thought the product page converted a lot better, right? Because... We cut out that little step in between and we basically cut to the chase, right? And that's way we sort of purchased customers at a cheaper rate. Um, and this is like just one simple change that will solve, um, which will generate so much revenue for years to come. And you've added so much value to the client with just such a, such a simple switch, right? But you can also do this with your top funnel campaigns. Some top funnel campaigns you may uh, be sending to your to a different product page at the moment. Maybe you can uh, A-B test product pages as well. So landing page experiments are super, super important and you should be doing them pretty much all the time. Then a third thing that I would always test is bidding strategy. So Google, uh, like Facebook a little bit, works best if you leave it to its own devices. So naturally, I'm, I'm gonna be doing an episode about ROAS targets and bidding strategies. But if you're in e-commerce or very, very often, you will be restricted by your ROAS targets. What do I mean by that? Obviously, your product has a certain margin, right? So you need, let's say, at least 300% return on ad spend. So thankfully, Google gives you a bidding strategy that achieves exactly 300% return on ad spend if you tell it to do, to do so, right? 
The drawback with it is, is that you will always be limited in scale because your budget and, well, not your budget, sorry, your um, bid will always be chosen at such a level that you will reach your 300% and you can't bid more aggressively or generate more impressions or bid more aggressively in the auction because Google is sort of, is obviously smarter than you and realizes that you will never reach your 300% retarget with a more aggressive bid. So what will Google do? Um, if you re- remove the ROAS target, it'll sort of take over the ship basically. And just, um, if you let it rip, it'll just, um, yeah, generate a lot more, um, clicks, a lot more, um, conversions, a lot more revenue. And sometimes that actually works better. So something that I would always recommend is testing different bidding strategies. So an easy one, if you have ROAS targets applied, is to always go on to max conversions or max conversion value and just A-B test that with all of your campaigns and see what happens. You'll be very surprised sometimes by the results. Like again, some of the best accounts that we run and uh, that we, we have all the campaigns just on max conversion value. We don't even have ROAS targets, but we more or less just do other tests within those accounts because we just let Google um, let let Google rip basically and just let uh, Google do do the heavy lifting with absolutely everything. Uh, naturally, we pull back the budget sometimes if the performance isn't quite there, but just having no restrictions is the way to to make your Google Ads account grow. And sometimes this can actually sort of uh, break the deadlock as well. Sometimes Google goes into a spiral where uh, you choose a certain ROAS targets and then it adjusts the bids for that and the bids are then too low. As a result, you don't get uh, visibility in the auction. As a result, you don't get search impression share. Um, then uh, Google doesn't hit its ROAS targets. As a result, uh, it drops the bids again. It just absolutely suffocates the algorithm. So sometimes if you just let it rip, then that's that's great. That's a, That's a really good way to go. Then lastly, another experiment which I would always, always recommend is to test performance max versus shopping or versus uh, how smart shopping used to do. So I'm going to first of all talk about the shopping part. So as you probably heard maybe before from, from others with performance max, you will always have the drawback of not being able to see how much spend has actually gone on display on YouTube um, on discovery and all these other channels, which you may not really want for your brand. Why is that? Because you will want to focus on the channels that make more uh, revenue, right? Which is, which is shopping. Probably all of your revenue, non-branded revenue on through performance max campaigns comes through shopping ads, right? That's just a fact. Uh, the format was invented for shopping it was invented for merchants like us to to list products effectively so that's where the money is made and that's never changed the only reason why google has invented performance max is to make more money and to sell more ads on display and youtube and we don't always want that right so a way that we can test whether performance max is actually delivering better results than shopping is you can literally create performance max versus shopping campaigns uh, experiments and this is something I would always test don't discredit shopping ads there's nothing wrong with shopping ads you can still see um, for for instance um, your search terms as well and in- exclude negative keywords um, it's a super super valid test to run 
we run it in all accounts and sometimes we get very surprising results with shopping performing actually better than performance max but in the same vein obviously performance max is the way to go in the long term i i, I imagine because just because we have to lean into what google does and uh play play ball basically and another way that you can do if you check out my uh instagram channel i've got a, a nice reel explanatory reel how to create a so-called naked asset group um, this is basically an asset group within a performance max campaign which doesn't contain any images videos etc it's literally just shopping um, shopping and dynamic retargeting and that is basically how smart shopping campaigns used to work which was the format before performance max uh, campaigns and you can also test whether this works better than your um, other um, asset groups on Performance Max um, and just compare the performance of the two asset groups together. So this is another experiment to run. Great. And that that's, that's pretty much it. These are my four ideas. So all in all, um, always run experiments, guys. The really important way to find out uh, what variables to push in order to grow your account, and you can do so. Um, not be reckless, right? You you can be uh, this the most conservative way to test your ideas. Um, you've I've learned I've t well you've now learned how to set up experiments and to keep it just one variable only. And the four big things that I would always always test are. Performance max versus shopping, um, and landing page test, uh, landing page A and landing page B, uh, testing broad match versus exact and phrase, and I would always test bidding strategy. Uh, hope you learned something new. Um, if you have any questions about this, feel free to reach out, um, and maybe we can have a chat about further ideas. Let me know what experiments you test and what sort of results you get from them. On that note, thank you very much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Google Ads Unleashed. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. If you found value in today's podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating and a review. For more information or to connect with Jeremy, check him out online at www.younganddigital.marketing. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.